Welcome, Sea Roaders, to another podcast episode on the Sea Road Community Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Jason, and I'm so glad to have the opportunity to be delivering this episode to you from our church facility during youth night. So if you hear random screaming or loud noises, you might be thinking, what's Jason okay? What's happening? What's going on? I'm just fine. I'm here with a bunch of our next-gen teens, and they are having an absolute blast in our space enjoying each other, enjoying relationship, enjoying fun and laughter, and of course, learning a little bit more about Jesus along the way. So although you might be thinking this could this could be the Frizzell house itself, they've got a number of people there. It's actually the youth group. My kids are a little bit crazy, but not entirely crazy. Anyways, tonight my guest is my friend Jeff Marshall. Jeff, hi, how you doing? I'm so wonderful, Jason. Thank you for asking. So glad that you could join us. Now, Jeff is, he'll tell you a little bit more about himself in just a few moments, but Jeff's a unique guy with a unique story and a unique set of circumstances which God has been working in his life in recent days. So why don't we start at the beginning, Jeff? Tell us a little bit more about you, just like family background, whatever you'd like us to know. Some people might know you, some people might might not have met you yet. So what do they need to know about Jeff? Well, uh, I'm the big smiling bear for those who don't know me. Uh, you'll, you'll see me every Sunday at Sea Road in the uh, Middle Isles. I'm uh, 62 years old. I'm a working professional with a software company here in Brockville. Um, I was born and raised in Montreal and um, have spent the last 45 years or so living in, East, in various locations in eastern Ontario. I'm a dad. I've got two grown children, both in their 30s. And uh, I added uh, three more to my family when I met my current partner, Michelle. Um, that also added to my grandchild count. Uh, I have 16. And uh, Jason, you'll be interested in this. I just recently learned that I'm about to be a great grandfather. Wow, um, that's incredible. It is. I'm, it's making me feel... Very special, actually. Most people say very old, but very special. Um, so uh, I'm one of four siblings of Cyril and Ruth Marshall, who are now both deceased, but lived very good, healthy, and happy lives. And I've lived in Brockville for almost uh, 25 years with Michelle, her sisters Yvonne and Charlene, who attend the church, uh, her daughter Mary, two dogs and two cats. So I'm the only, only male in the household. Uh, my passions, uh, Jason, include football, science fiction, music trivia, and I'm really sorry about this one, the Montreal Canadiens. Hey, You know the nice thing about being a Montreal Canadian fan? We're mature enough to respect the Toronto Maple Leaf fans. Wow, um, I have not heard that very often from... Montreal Canadian fans. So I will put that to your wisdom years and, and not anything else to describe maybe the general population of the Canadian fans, if that's all right. That was a really nice way of saying I'm really, really old and an original sixer. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, though, um, I, I love working outdoors in my garden and take great pride. You know, earlier in my life, I took great pride in stewarding my parents' 100-acre tree plantation in my uh, in my younger years. 
I watched them grow from from little seedlings all the way through to mature, uh, beautiful, beautiful trees. And it was a, a great, great pleasure and watching, you know, watching one of God's miracles. Um, my present passion includes cooking, and I've adopted the moniker Chef Jeff, by which some people may know me. Uh, that moniker was bestowed upon me by Pastor Jack Bradley, actually, and I really enjoy cooking for the people, which, you know, recent, in, in recent times led me to working with our colleagues at the Outpost Cafe and uh, presently on some Sea Road experiments. Uh, what else can I tell you? I was raised Anglican uh, with a, pen, uh, a real penchant for ecumenism. And I do have a passion for helping people, which, has, which was really installed in me at a young age by my mother and reinforced through my relationship with Jesus and a desire to help others in his name. And, you know, in, I, I've been thinking about this a lot and interestingly and perhaps prophetically as I, as I reflect when I was uh, originally married 35 years ago, our minister sent my wife and I off with the following benediction. Uh, Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can. And, um, you know, little did I know at the time, uh, that was a quotation that's been attributed to John Wesley, the founder of our church. Uh, so I think God preordained my journey a long, long time ago. That's a, that's a little about me. That's awesome. Thanks, Jeff. And, and you're right. That is a great, fantastic quote. And just this, this battle cry almost, if I can call it that. You know, something to seek after. How do we be, in other words, in, in some Old Testament language, how I know that I'm blessed. So how can I now be a blessing to those around me? Um, and so that's a wonderful thing. Uh, Jeff, let's talk a little bit more about your connection to Sea Road. When did you start kind of hanging out with us and, and kind of, you know, when did you decide that, that this should maybe be your, your home church family, extended family, crazy group of people you want to connect with more regularly? Um, how did that all transpire for you? Well, uh, I mentioned uh, my penchant for ecumenism, and that was encouraged um, in me at a very, very early age. But actually, before during my confirmation, originally as as an Anglican, and what that really meant to me, Jason, was that you know God's church is everywhere; they're not the people's church, and so be comfortable where you go where you can find community. And, and so I actually uh, engaged with Sea Road as early as 2005 when my son William came to live with me and I wanted him to have a healthy and open Christian life. So I selected Sea Road at that time. And however, it was a kind of a, a part-time relationship because I traveled a lot and couldn't get deeply involved with the church at that time. Um, we moved forward a few years and in 2012, when my, when my dad died, I returned to Sea Road with my mom, Ruth, who really enjoyed attending Sunday worship and especially the contemporary music worship. It, it just lifted her up and I, 
loved seeing her lifted up. And everybody, everybody at the church was very welcoming and open, and we just felt very much at home. Uh, so we continued as long as we could uh, at the church, uh, but uh, and she had health issues. So again, we had to limit visits until her passing in 2016. And uh, but my real engagement with Sea Road started in 2019, and I started bringing my sister-in-laws uh, Charlene and Yvonne in as well. And ultimately, uh, God spoke to me and. I, I truly found Jesus and decided to rebaptize in the church in 2021. Very cool. That's awesome. You know, all of our journeys can be just that a journey with some twists and turns and ups and downs and roundabouts and going down, going, going the wrong way down a one way street sometimes. And it's just so awesome to hear that, you know, what started in 2005 in, in terms of a connection here with Sea Road has led to just our time here today, now in 2023, all these years later. The, the, re the relentless pursuit that God has uh, in mind for each one of us, it's pretty fantastic when you think about it. Uh, Jeff, tonight I want to talk to you a little bit about miracles. Now, that's a word that is loaded. You know, you hear the word miracle. Some people might think they don't exist. Some people might go, oh, yeah, I've read about them in the Bible. I think this uh, Jesus guy, he was pretty famous for performing miracles. Or they might remember uh, somebody telling a story sometime of something that happened that, you know, maybe they wrote off as a coincidence, but maybe it's probably more like a miracle. Um, what's your experience with miracles, Jeff? Well, first of all, Jason, I believe that, you know, God's miracles are all around us and um, some are little, some are big. All, all you have to do is really open your heart and open your eyes and look. And, um, you know, I, I, I kind of have carved my life out in seasons and, and I've had a continuous dialogue with God across my life. And there have been many many times where he has shown himself to me and produced miracles. But, you know, the most recent one was pretty incredible. Um, that happened back in, in August, actually. And um, it all started with, um, uh, that was the, 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 our last long weekend of the, uh, before Labor Day. And we'd had a, a nice weekend at home and, I'd been out working in the garden, but it, the evening I was settling in to watch a movie with Michelle and um, some very strange things started to happen to me. I just started sweating and uh, it wasn't like it was a hot day. It, it was a very strange sweat and I had really no idea what was going on. I tried to cool myself down and have a glass of ice water. Then I got cold compresses and um, you, you know, uh, I, I even went as far, Jason, as running up my stairs to my, to my, uh, washroom and, and jumping in a, the, the coldest shower I could, the sweat would not stop. And I really didn't know what was going on. So I, I sat down, I picked up my phone and I started Googling and 
uh, as I was as I was googling, my hand my my hands were kind of guided to to some very strange words, which were, "What are the symptoms of a cardiac event?" And I, that's not my language. Um, and 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 as I was typing the word event, uh, you know, God caught my attention, and He knows how to catch my attention when He wants to talk to me, and He He. He said, stupid, if you're Googling it, call 911. And, and so I did. And um, uh, I, as I was going through this, I, could, I felt this strange calmness. And, um, you know, I, I said, okay, so something's wrong. God, I'm, I'm in your hands. Let's do this. And you know, Jason, it was very strange because the return message was everything will be all right. And I, I heard it. I knew it. I had no fear, no anxiety. Everything was calm. And I, I got the paramedics in and they were, they were over at my house very, very quickly. Um, I grabbed a, just in case it was a cardiac event, I grabbed an aspirin or something compelled me to. Um, they hooked me up and monitored me and uh, said, well, we don't know about a cardiac event, but you're on the cusp of something because my blood pressure was, um, oh, it was way up there. It was reading in digits that uh, were the kind that said something's about to explode. Anyway, we, uh, I, I said, okay, well, let's go get this checked. And I, I asked them if I could walk myself out to the ambulance and they said, fine. And so I did. And as I sat down on the, uh, on the gurney, whoosh, it started. Uh, what, what ended up happening uh, was that I was in a full cardiac event. I had a, a heart attack right on the spot. They got me over to the hospital and um, uh, got me all hooked up and were working on me. Um, I, I don't remember much of the first four hours other than everything was going to be all right. That was the message that kept on getting repeated to me. And I just calmly experienced everything that was going on. But around uh, two o'clock in the morning, that was about four hours into the heart attack, a, a doctor walked into the room and um, he had a very grave look on his face. Uh, Jason, he um, you know, I paraphrase this as the, the trifecta. He told me I was in the middle of what was called a widowmaker heart attack, uh, which was a total blockage of my arteries. Uh, but I was, it was complicated with a whole number of things that they had found, with, which included, uh, you know, uh, my hypertension, blood pressure that was out of control, diabetes, blood sugar out of control. And he just looked at me and he said, Mr. Marshall, um, we've, I want you to know we've done everything we can. We've given you what we call the full battery. There's nothing more we can do. And uh, what he was telling me was to prepare myself. He suggested I call home and speak to my wife. Um, and uh, I looked at him kind of in a, in a very strange way, Jason, because I was getting these other messages, everything was going to be all right. And I felt very calm. And 
I wasn't feeling any pain. And uh, I don't know if it was the strength God was giving me and the how he lifted me or whether it was that and the combination of what he was doing with the, with, uh, through the doctor's hands. But for some reason I was compelled to turn around and, and speak to the doctor. And I mentioned, I was kind of a music trivia buff, but I'm also a movie buff. So I quoted from my favorite Monty Python film and just looked at him and I said, I'm not dead yet. I'm feeling better. And, uh, he, his face transformed from deadpan into a smile and he sat down with me and Jason for the next four hours, he held my hand and he, he talked to me and wow. he, 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 you know, he talked to me about when, when, if you get through this, these are the things that you're going to have to do. And, and I kept on correcting him saying, you, you know, when I'm through this, but the, the, the conversation went on and near the end, he looked at me and he said, uh, Mr. Marshall, are you a religious man? And I said, well, yes, I am. I'm a, I, I'm, I, 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 like, I don't like using the word religious, so doctor, I, I said, I have a really fr- strong faith and I, I believe in Jesus. And as a matter of fact, and I, I, people who know me know that I have a little a Calvary cross uh, carved out of wood uh, that I wear around my neck. And I brought it out and talked to him about my rebaptism. And then he proceeded to give me his testimony. And he, he talked about um, his life and the path that he had been on. And uh, uh, I, I won't go into all the details, but how, how Christ intervened in his life at a very, very important time. He'd had a, a, a terrible cathartic event with his son um, uh, dying 10 years previous, but uh, and through very tragic circumstances. But he, he told me how it had changed his life and how he looked to Jesus for uh salvation and strength and he, he he turned his own life and his own bad lifestyle around and and had re-pledged and rededicated himself to helping people through his practice so it was it was quite an amazing thing that you know god's miracles um god mm-hmm. worked his miracle to have this doctor and, and myself engage in the middle of a heart attack uh, in the hospital and have him give me his testimony. It was just another miraculous moment through everything that was going on. Wow. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Like how, how cool, you know, God's provision, not only providing you the strength and the sense of calm, but just the ability to be present when you needed to be, you know, to be able to walk down the stairs to the ambulance before the full, full tilt event took place to being lucid enough to remember conversations and moments of key significance. Um, these, these mile markers of the miracle in process that you were experiencing in the moment. Um, so, so that happened in August. Now we're here yeah. in 2022. 
Um, yeah, I just now, wanted to. I, I just sorry, wanted to ahead. add. You know, in in reflection, that is his promise because when you accept the Holy Spirit um, in return, and we were just talking about this in Bible class last night, in return uh, comes fearlessness and um, you know strength of mind and self control, and mm-hmm. and he put those gifts to work in me that night. And so it was another observation of the miracle. No kidding. Uh, And that's really important for any of our listeners to hear. If you're like, well, what does it mean to have God's presence with us? Jeff just highlighted three of those things. That's what it means to have the Holy Spirit alive, the very presence of God, the creator of all things alive in us, communing with us on a daily moment by moment basis, this fearlessness, this sense of, strength and, and courage and and so many other things peace calm gentleness patience kindness self-control you name it um what is called the fruit of the spirit alive and active in us it, it's pretty darn cool uh, as i was saying you know that's the august 2022 event this this happened and now we're in january 2023 i imagine there were some follow-up appointments you know post post event um what have those been like well you know it was that was funny too because um i and i was reflecting on this um august 1st uh in the evening i'm in the hospital having a heart attack um august uh the third the wednesday i've stabilized and i get shuttled down to kingston general and they confirmed the the arterial blockage. And I was very fortunate that they were able to, within 40 minutes, put in a a single stent to restore um, uh, the flow of blood. They sent me back uh, on Thursday or Wednesday. uh, Thursday, the hospital discharged me, and Friday I walked back into work. That itself was a a little miracle. and uh, yeah, you're right. There were there were things I had to do. There were changes I had to make. Uh, they were really easy changes, uh, Jason, and, and and a number of them were lifestyle changes. Um, you know, uh, some of the bad things I was doing to my body uh, had to stop. So, um, you know, smoking cessation of smoking was immediate and. I, God gave me strength to have no issues with that. And, um, the diabetes created, a, a, a an absolute, uh, change in approach to diet and approach to a, a number of things. And, and finally, you know, 20 years of riding the desk and, and, uh, not taking care of myself, um, led to a, 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 a rehabilitation program um of exercise as i as i could do it and uh you know under under medical guidance i went into an exercise regimen as well and um you know what was quite remarkable was that a, a, a an early three months down uh, well I, I i i i'm going to add for the audience that um they were uncertain as i left the hospital they knew they had restored the blood flow but there had been uh, damage to the heart. The heart was misshapen. Uh, there was a strain to the heart muscle. 
and uh, they were monitoring very closely the stability of my of my heart. I was going into arrhythmia and and uh, strange fib fibrillations, and I had to watch how I lay down, how I climb stairs, etc. But a, a mere three months down the road, um, I had my first after after I entered this rehab therapy, and of course the the uh, pharmacology, the the medical regime, uh, they put me through my first um, real um, review, and uh, they did a a, a big um, um, I always forget what they call them, but a uh, you know, uh, uh, an, e an EEG, uh, they've all got the acronyms, but they, uh, they, they did the ultrasound on my heart and lo and behold, um, they came back to me and, and, uh, and said that all the distortions that had occurred to my heart, uh, all the muscle, uh, strains, all the muscle damage it was all healed. It was, my heart was back to normal shape, normal beat, normal muscle activity. It was as if nothing had ever happened. And I really saw that, Jason. I know the day I told you I broke into, uh, I broke into tears. I saw that mm. as just another demonstration of God's miracles through, through his will, this healing took place. And that's, uh, that's incredible. Right? I mean, it's, it's medically, it's almost unheard of, right? In that short time span to have this significant cardiac event take place, um, push your system to the limits, so to speak, push your heart to its limits, uh, have it, you know, show signs of strain, misshapen, out of rhythm, whatever. And then three months later, have no evidence of that outside of this stint that they put into your artery to have the flow uh, restored, right? Uh, it, it's stunning. And Jason, more importantly, it's very humbling. No kidding. Because it, it truly is in my, in all my belief, it is a true act of God and a true, true miracle. Um, it still moves me. And I'm so glad that it does, because I think sometimes we can shut ourselves off to the reality of God's hand at work or a miracle in process um, because of skepticism, because of uh, confusion, because of reluctance, because of defiance, because of so many other things. And you, my friend, are walking living proof that miracles do happen. Well, they the do. Next... They, yeah. they do, you know, and uh, I just want the listeners to know that the, the, the big, you know, we talked, I, I talked earlier about little miracles and big miracles, but the true big miracle is how he maintains a dialogue with me in an ongoing manner. And, and there's been many life experiences where I didn't believe that, but he let me know. Mm. And you know, now he has truly blessed me with eyes that can see, and I'm ever so grateful. Amen. 
Amen. So Jeff, as we kind of wind up our conversation, um, here's my last sort of question to you. Sure. We might have somebody listening to this thing going like, man, I just wish, I wish that I could have my own miracle. I wish that God would meet me in the middle of my pain or my confusion or my healing or whatever it is that, that they're going through. What, what encouragement would you give to that person today? God has a plan for you. You may not know what the plan is, but he has a plan for you. And God has already given you a miracle. You are here. Mm-hmm. And, and God never gives us more than we can handle. There's always a message in, our, in, the, in, in what we perceive as our misery. Um, you know, the late, great Charles Schultz once said, you learn by your mistakes. That must make me the smartest person in the world. And you can add to that, you learn through your problems. Uh, He gives us problems. He gives us ailment. Um, He has a bigger plan for us. Uh, And, you know, whether I was here to tell you this story or whether I had moved on that night, I can tell you right now that I did not fear because I knew he had a plan for me, whatever that was. And he, and he has a plan for all of you. Couldn't have said it better myself, my friend. God does have a plan for you. God has a plan for us. And as the prophet Jeremiah says, it's plans to prosper, which doesn't always mean in the way that we think, but not to harm. He has a plan for your present and your future. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast episode. If you've liked it, share it with a friend. Give them a sense of encouragement, maybe of of their own situation, where they themselves might be waiting for their miracle or needing to maybe notice the miracles that are happening all around us each and every day, the small ones, the big ones, and everything in between. God bless everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you next time.